Improvised Weapons features audio from BattleBards.com. BattleBards provides premium music, sound effects, and voices that enhance any tabletop experience. Me tell you no be bad! Squish! And with a BattleBards Prime subscription, you can get access to the entire catalog, as well as tools like soundboards, the mixer, and BattleBards Cast, allowing you to broadcast your audio online across any virtual tabletop service. You can even upload and mix from your private audio library. And with BattleBards Prime, you get a 20% discount on all purchases. Head to BattleBards.com and subscribe to BattleBards Prime using the coupon code IWVTCAST to save some money and let them know who sent you. BattleBards. Take your game to the next level with the greatest tabletop audio library on the material plane. The following is an original, actual play Dungeons & Dragons podcast featuring comedians and improvisers in the great state of Vermont. Welcome to Improvised Weapons. Last time on Improvised Weapons. Shydov looks like Polly Shore now. Oh. <laughs> I, I mean, you don't see me drawing a boat and taping it to your face. <laughs> How about your mom? I could be your mom. If I wasn't ill, could I do this? She's my ride or die, you know? Like. The worst. To what do I owe the pleasure? <laughs> <laughs> Hey everyone, how's it going? We just wanted to check in and see how you all are getting along in this new, hopefully temporary normal. Not much to say outside of that. We just hope everyone's doing okay and we're glad we can bring some levity and maybe even some escapism to the weirdness that is life right now. Well, what do you say? Let's hit it and crit it. Welcome to Improvised Weapons. Last time on the show, Eowyn awoke from her rest on the ship, and everyone filled her in on Shydov's antics, as well as Cassian and Yarfik's sighting of a glowing white dove. Yarfik soon spotted another glowing bird, though this was more like a sparrow than a dove, and its glow was more pink than white. Having a sneaking suspicion that his other message had been received, he beckoned Olash to come with him. 
Following the bird down into the bowels of the ship, it alit on an overhead rope and promptly melted, coalescing in the air and exploding into a five-foot-wide portal. Yarfik and Olash entered together, taking a few tentative steps forward until they began to float. As Yarfik exited the portal, he looked around to see that Olash was not with him. But in the center of the room was the all-too-familiar hunched figure of cackling Agatha, who turned to him and said, Oh, to what do I owe the pleasure? And that is where we pick up. Yarfik, you are in cackling Agatha's kitchen? You're not really sure exactly what this room is. <laughs> the smells of sweetness and rot are borderline overwhelming. Regardless, it's just you and her. What are you doing? I am looking around for Olash fervently, and I, I turn and just... Where, where's my friend? Where is she? Olash is fine. I have separate business to discuss with her. You said you had an offer for me. <laughs> I do, but what assurances do I have that she is safe? I know you have business with her, but I... I just want to know she's all right. Let me see her. No. <laughs> I told you that she was fine. You'll just have to accept that. I don't take assurances from you from you lightly. You know that, and I, I have a very interesting offer for you if you'd like to hear it, but I want you to see that Olash is okay. Congratulations. I don't care. Fine. Then I will have to find my way back out of here and go on my merry way then. Oh, <laughs> well then. The door's right behind you. <laughs> uh, do I see the door behind me? Oh, yeah. There's a door behind you. <laughs> well, what's funny about that? <laughs> you have me over a barrel, don't you? You know that I need to talk to you about this, and you know that I will ask you. Uh, you're quite smart for, where, for what you are. Rude. Yeah, so rude. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to choose to acknowledge the compliment portion of that and ignore the insult. Now speak your piece. I know that uh, when you brought us here last time, you had offered us many things to expand our powers for different debts, but you had a certain want of having Ildov join you against Shyok, correct? Uh, yes, you remember correctly. Well, I don't know if you've seen, you probably have, but she has made her choice, and uh, Shyok has emerged into our world. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we don't have a way of separating the two at all. We are a little over a barrel, but I thought instead, in lieu of coming back and asking for the hammer that you had promised me, I would offer you something more enticing to help rid the world of Shyok once and for all. Interesting. Though I find it strange that you want my help now. I offered so graciously before, and you brushed me off without a second thought. Why I should didn't. I put any stock in what you have to say now? Because, as you know, time flows in mysterious ways. Things are revealed to us that we aren't fully aware of as we go along, and we remember the things that were offered to us in the past and think back on them. And this is a chance that I have to right a wrong that I may have perpetrated without my full knowledge of the entire consequences. Go on. What I offer is this. Shylock has basically taken over the form of Ildov, has, has completely enveloped them and become one with them. I am offering 
Just so we're clear, are, are we talking about the taming of the shrew right now? Or? Yes, yes, yes. The taming of the shrew by that wonderful bard. I, I've been calling them shy doves, so it's been hard to remember the name correctly the entire time. Uh, back to my offer, though. I am offering you the ability to come to our realm if you will help us remove Sh- Shyok from... Ildo, <laughs> by utilizing myself as a vessel, the same way that he is doing to her. Fight fire with fire. You would have free. You would have the ability to control a, a vaunted hero and a priest of Asia as your own. Well, that is interesting. Are you aware of what swearing fealty to me would mean for you? I am aware it would put me in a very precarious situation with a lot of different people, but in the end, it is a an end to bring an end to a bad thing, and it will justify the means that I have to do it to bring it to an end, if that makes any sense at all. It didn't out of my mouth. Hmm. <laughs> I'm not so sure this is worth it. Bringing Ildov to my side would have removed a pawn from Shyok's chessboard and strengthened my own. You're asking me to field a new piece with no guaranteed check to Shyok's power. To put it simply, why should I? Because Shyok is not as... How can I best put this? His chessboard only has one piece. If you come back with me, you have an entire army around you that want to get rid of him. They will be on your side. You will not be alone. You will just be the heavy, the queen of the board that can move anywhere they need to, to take on any threat. And if you like, if it doesn't match your will after we have done our business, you are more than free to dump me where you need and move on. I am disposable to you. Well, this is interesting. Although I don't know that it would work quite the way you want it to. Well, enlighten me then. Well. You would be agreeing to great power, but also to renouncing your lineage and your goddess. That is true. I would give up everything that makes me me in order to bring Shyok and his evil out of the world. Can you do that? If it needs to be done to bring justice and protection on this world, I'm ready to do whatever is necessary and I am at peace with my goddess about it. Well, Yafik, you'll have to prove it to me. First, by allowing me to remove your tattoo, wiping off the stink of your clan. Second, you will have to destroy the symbols of the god you once served. Do you agree to this? Yarvik sits there for a second, thinks it over. He sheds a single tear, rips the tankard from his neck, and throws it on the ground. Very well. She takes a step forward towards you. I revile in a little bit of horror because she's now question marked. And she raises one of those spindly black clawed hands and sort of like begins petting the left side or the right side of your head with her left hand. Oh. 
just oh. sort of dragging her nails across where your tattoo is lightly, not not doing any like damage or anything, but just sort of lightly. And then she, once she sort of traces it from top to bottom with her pointer finger, she just sort of pulls it out and then, uh, and then with a little bit of force swings it towards your head just so, just so the barest tip breaks your skin. Mm. And you can't see this happening, but you feel this very strange sensation as all of the ink of your tattoo begins to be sucked into her nail. Ugh. And it all leaves your skin and there's this sort of almost like negative image of it there where where there's no tan because the ink had been soaking all of that up um, that will probably even with time <laughs> and then she takes a step back and sort of uh, raises her right arm with this very big sort of gregarious wave and from the the passing folds of her robe, this anvil appears in the middle of the room right next to her. She carefully picks up your tankard as if she was, like, picking up an insect that, she, that reviled her and places it on the anvil and then looks to you and says, Go ahead. Take your hammer. Destroy this loathsome symbol. Takes out the hammer, puts it in the marble hand, big breath in, and slams it down, smashing it flat. The uh, couple of ceramic elements on it shatter and fly in all directions. This huge, toothy smile forms on her face. And she looks at you and says, Now, every other symbol on you, the cape adorned with her colors, Anything you have, essentially all of the that right eye imagery you have, right, um, also. which is also on my shield, I believe. Uh, it is on your regular. Sh- well, it was on your regular shield. It's not on the animated shield. So then, yep. Um, I will say I do enjoy purple as a color. Is it a really a big problem <laughs> if I wear it? If it bears her symbol, it is no longer of use to you. You're right. Take the cape off. I take. Uh, basically anything else. Yeah, the, the, I think it's like any like leather poltroon I might have had that had it on it, mm-hmm. a ring or something that had it, anything that had it on it. I'll take it out there, put it all on the anvil. Okay. And do you, again, raise your hammer and swing yep, down? I raise my hammer and swing down. I can't break cloth, but it's symbolic. Yes, yeah, it's it's the symbolism that matters. You do the that. cloth shatters. Yeah, the cloth shatters. <laughs> it's, uh, it was also ceramic. <laughs> Um, it's a really <laughs> heavy a cloak. <laughs> Dwarves like stone, okay. Yeah. <laughs> but it's bulletproof, which is nice. Um, and she uh, sort of like clasps her hands in front of her and says, good, good. Now tell me what happened to you here? And she points at your your marble hand. I was captured by Elder Zone. They removed my hand after we tried to escape. And, uh, well, I never really recovered uh, time to get the hand attached, so I recovered this from another person in the under, down in the Undercity. Hmm. Well, this is a divine piece. It will not work in concert with the power I would bestow upon you. It will have to go. Don't worry, I won't leave you 
single-handed. <laughs> she has a little shelf of um, like dead creatures and skulls and stuff for potions, and when she says that, they all laugh. They do. <laughs> it's like, it's like uh, Ursula's like under the CK, they're all and... staring at me. Yep, it's all those little poor unfortunate souls. It's a divine implement? Yes, it is. I didn't know that. What, what god is it from? Bears the stink of the goddess Nikal, goddess of strength. Hmm. Well, if you can not leave me single-handed, I guess I have to go through with it at all. And I click the hand off, and I put it up on the anvil. Okay. And for a third time, do you take your hammer and swing it down? <laughs> with the left hand this time, because obviously I can't do it with the One right hand. One would assume. <laughs> so you lift trick, your though. hammer. Actually, you, you know what? No. Well, you can do it with the crook of your elbow? I'm going to sacred <laughs> flame it, just because it's the last uh, vestige of it. I'm going to sacred flame it. Okay. So you cast sacred flame. Uh, that pillar of holy fire comes down, uh, hitting the... Uh, the uh, the hand, um, it does no damage. Uh, this is a, a divine artifact. It wouldn't be destroyed with such simple means. Uh, but again, it is the symbolism that is important. And she looks at you and says, Good! You're ready. Now, Yafik, kneel before me. He takes a moment. Thinks on Ajia for one last time and says, Thank you, under his breath. And then he kneels. So as you kneel before her, she reaches into her robes and comes out uh, with her right hand holding this little black thorn ring. She says, hold out your left hand. I hold it out, palm up. She takes the ring, slides it onto your middle finger. Says, with this ring, you will be bound to me. My powers will become yours, as will my desires. Do you accept this freely? For all time, or just until the task is done, you never answered whether you needed to get rid of me. I hate it when couples write their own vows. It's like, <laughs> so annoying, right? Just, <laughs> just say Google I do and what be a done good with it. Is, this you know? agreement <laughs> is binding. It is not a gift to be ungiven. Then yes, I pledge myself to you. So as you say that, she releases her grip on the ring on your middle finger. And as it settles into position, you sort of turn your hand over so you can look at it. And these thorns on it, uh, specifically two sort of on the top, uh, begin to grow slightly. And they sort of grow and curve around and pierce into the skin of your middle finger. As they do that, this blackish energy pours off of the ring and it slowly begins enveloping your hand and then it begins rising up your arm to the point where it's beginning to cover your body wind begins to billow your clothing as you feel this power surround you and also flow through you you can feel it moving inside of you this would be so much cooler if I had a cape on right now <laughs> her, her robes are going nuts. As the <laughs> the energy passes over your head, you can feel your eyebrows and your beard regrow. Whoa! The hair on your head doesn't doesn't Worth change, it. but your eyebrows and your beard regrow. 
uh, though they are several shades darker red than they were before. Fifty shades darker. No, no, I, I, would, I would not say that. Uh, finally, as this wave of energy passes over to your right side, it begins to collect on the stump on your right arm, pooling almost as if it's being drawn to that spot, and it forms this shadowy, almost obsidianly colored black hand. And as you tentatively try to flex the fingers, they move as if it were flesh. You are now bound to Cackling Agatha, a warlock with a dark fey patron. And you can feel a smile begin to pull at the corners of your mouth. And you feel the beginnings of a laugh trying to escape. (laughs) No, no. And now we'll switch over to Olash. Olash, you step out of the portal into what looks like the same room that you were in the last time you visited Cackling Agatha. The sights and smells were both pretty well burned into your brain on your previous visit. Mm -hmm. Looking around, Yarfik is nowhere to be seen. Um, And further looking around, you see the portal behind you closes. Uh, But Cackling Agatha is there in the middle of the room. Uh, she's got sort of like a, a lectern-looking podium in front of her, and she seems to be writing on some sort of scroll. It uh, looks like she's actually using one of her long nails as a as like a fountain pen tip. Agatha, what's up? Oh, <laughs> this is a surprise. A pleasant Aggie, one, baby. but a surprise nonetheless. Uh, where's, uh, where's Yarfik? I, I came here with Yarfik. Where'd he go? I had separate business to take care of with Yarfik. Don't you worry, he's fine. Oh, okay. Uh, well, I, I have the, I have the eye for you. You do. And I, I take out the, the bag with the, the eye. Oh, excellent! <laughs> Give it here. I, I hand it over. Hand it over. She takes it from you opens it up and looks inside, sort of reaches in and pulls out the eye, which even in her very large hands still looks very large. And she sort of looks at it and says, ah, yes, perfect. And she takes it, puts it back in the bag and places the bag in her robes and says, well, a deal is a deal. And she motions for you to raise your right arm. I do. She gingerly grasps your bicep on either side of the bonding asp and leans in and whispers to it. And says, she says, our bond is fulfilled. The asp reanimates, lets go of its tail and slithers off your arm onto cackling Agatha's arm and retreats to somewhere within her robes. Your arm... Ooh. Your arm instantly feels better without the pressure on it. Uh, You notice the snake did leave like a ring of bruise around your arm that is still pretty sore, Uh, but it never got, it didn't take, um, it wasn't on so long that it ever broke the skin. Ring of bruise tight, bro. Yeah, does the bruise at least look cool? It's it's like a barbed wire ring. Also, now that the blood is like (laughs) circulating back in your arm, it's like all heavy and tingly and like numb and... Mm. Yeah, no hmm. fun. Well, I like shake it out a little bit and then raise it up to give uh, Cackling Agatha a high five. 
<laughs> she sort of looks at you, cocks her head a little bit, and raises her hand, just just mirroring your position. <laughs> so just sort of hand raised with like her fingers splayed and holds it up. And I just kind of like gently tap her hand with my, <laughs> my hand. And she, you know, allows you to do that and says, "Oh, what does that mean?" <laughs> uh, it's a. It means like. It, it's a high five. It's like a a friend thing. We're friends, right? Cackling oh. Agatha. <laughs> oh yes, of course. And considering how friendly we've become, I uh, I do have one more thing for you. Oh. Call it a a bonus for a job well done. Okay. She walks back over to that lectern with the scroll on it. Uh, dips her nail in this little inkwell, makes a few more scratches on it. Then she rolls up the scroll, seals it with a little bit of wax, and hands it to you. This may come in handy, and, well, sooner than you think. Uh, well, since I I don't know what it is, I don't really think anything. What, uh, what is this? (laughs) Show it to your friends when you return. They'll know what to do with it. Oh, okay. Well, uh, thanks, I guess. I was I was kind of expecting, like, maybe like a cupcake or something, but uh, this is cool, too. <laughs> uh, okay, thank you. Did you want some nondescript blue meat? Uh, no. <laughs> no, that's... I'm positively no. crawling with it. <laughs> that's... Oh. Okay, no, that's not at all what a cupcake is. No, thank you. <laughs> well, unless you have other business to discuss, I suppose I should send you on your way. All right, and uh, Yarfik will be there when I get back? Oh, yes. Yarfik will be there, in a manner of speaking. <laughs> okay, all right. I'm not, uh, no, no follow-up questions. (laughs) (laughs) She begins forming a slowly expanding circle in the air with her left hand. You can see that pinkish magenta energy begin to form as it grows larger and larger and becomes that five-foot-wide portal. And as she finishes and it it gains that sort of cracked mirror-like surface, she looks at you and says, Olash. Keep being strange, but don't be a stranger. <laughs> Man, like, one high five. I do. Super cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I do finger guns <laughs> and put on a pair of sunglasses, and then I go through the portal. I want to see the buddy comedy with these two. Yeah. Do a kickflip through the portal. Do a kickflip through the portal. Oh yeah. Also, I do a kickflip. <laughs> you know the uh, the buddy comedy would be called the Green Machine. <laughs> Hell yeah! Oh my god. Uh, but you step into the portal. Idol Champions of the Forgotten Realms Code Time. Here we go. G L I T P A T U N A G I. That code again is Glit Hatu Magi, and it's good until May 12th, just in time for the Ides of May. Now, back to the show. Uh, meanwhile, Cassian, Eowyn, and Shydove 
Um, as far as you know, Olash has just gone down into the crew quarters with Yarfik. He needed her help to settle a wrestling dispute. That's what he said. Um, <laughs> the rain has long since stopped, though the wind does remain. Shafts of moonlight begin to shine down as the clouds move a bit and dissipate. Uh, what are you all doing? I'm asking the others, like, so just to be clear, I mean, you guys never caught a vibe with Yarfik and Olash before. Nobody before saw this what? coming. I've been shipping a, them a since wrestling the, from dispute, the beginning. You know? Oh, you think Yarfik and Olash are down there? What do you <laughs> what, what do you think a wrestling dispute means? No. Oh, I thought I thought Yarfik had a question about wrestling and was using I don't know Olash's arm expertise or something. Learning about arm yeah, bars. Her arm or expertise, if you know what Ew, I mean. Stop it! <laughs> I like pull. I I put my hands behind my head and then gather my hair up around my head <laughs> in the front to kind of block out the outside world <laughs> for a quick second. And they hear very muffled retching from inside <laughs> my hair. And then you cast prestidigitation. <laughs> In that moment, is anyone looking at uh, Shyok? I mean, no. I kind of pictured us all standing around looking at each other, but I well, don't really at, at the where we at left the it. precise moment that Olash went below with Yarfik, you all were talking about Shydov, mm. and Shydov was not necessarily part of that conversation. I see. Well, Shydov did just respond check to, or something. To or, well, I guess that's what she's doing. Prompt. So I don't know. I mean, it might be easy enough for Shydov to try and sneak away. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Shydov, go ahead and roll some stealth. Alrighty. Oh, damn it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, ooh, okay, hang on, sorry. That is a, oh no, where did you go? Okay, that's, yeah, that's an eight. <laughs> Have you had a single good roll since you got possessed? I, no, I have not. <laughs> like, really, truly. It's like, I am not worthy of a demon. Ugh. So, uh, Ildov, uh, having, I believe, uh, currently in the form of Calvin Klein, um, oh, yeah. It tries right. to sort of like back away and slink out of the conversation. Uh, but <laughs> both Cassian and Eowyn just happen to swing their heads that way at that exact moment. So they both just see her sort of trying to like slink out of eye shot. Hey, Casey, just doing or CK doing some some skulking. What's up? I just, uh, I just thought it would be kind of it would be like good. You know, for morale, if we came up with like a a crew dance, mm. kind of like this. What, so what you're working with, I suppose. What do we yeah, think? Can, can break us off a taste. Yeah, uh, we'll check this out. <laughs> and then he kind of like does the same move, but like shakes his hips a little bit more. <laughs> the same move as what? As his like skulking off, kind of like slinking oh, off. Oh, right. Like a moonwalk sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Hey, I can't remember the continuity. Do I know that Calvin Klein is Ildov? Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah you do. Yeah. <laughs> you already had this bodacious dude ruined for you by Olaf. Right, that's right. <laughs> and then I may, I asked Ildov to turn back into Calvin Klein so uh, Eowyn could see, see him. <laughs> okay. Eowyn was right, not impressed. Right, right. 
<laughs> right. I was just confused. And we still know nothing about Aowen's sexuality. Right, right. Closed book, as it were. Ha. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> yeah, anyway. Well, uh, dancing sounds fun. I'll, I'll cool, cool. Y'all have for, any uh, for yeah, moves? Yeah. Cassian, Cassian does a, a dance that's hopefully very good. Do I need to make a perform check for <laughs> Yeah, that? roll a performance check. You're on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. Let's just find my stats. And I do like to think that even though Cassian knows it's Ildov, he's a little flustered. I'm not going to just <laughs> turn down a dance <laughs> Oh, yeah. Calvin is so sure hot. Those moves. <laughs> it's Calvin, yeah. Uh, so that's a non-natural twenty. Uh, you do a you do a sick dance, bro. <laughs> yeah, you like this, everybody? Everybody do the <laughs> I start clapping my hands in rhythm. You know, on the on the twos and fours, of course. Of course, of course, of course, of course. Yeah. Yeah. So you guys all do this. You have this little. I don't. Oh no no no! no <laughs> when I said you guys, I meant I meant Cassian and Elish. Obviously, Eowyn <laughs> okay. is not. Dancing? No, absolutely not. But not Olash. Olash isn't there right now, right? No, I, I no, no, no. Yes. No, okay. I, I'm not okay. dancing, and I um, I'm not dancing. <laughs> I don't know if I have any books left unread in my hair or anything, but I'm. I wish I were. So I'm reading in my mind. You know what? Just to calm myself and distract myself from the fact that I have two left feet, I'm just going to move my eyes left to right as though I were reading. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Let's get some perception checks from the three of you. Ooh. Passive? Uh, oh no, God. active perception. Oh, my God. Uh, wow, another non-natural 20. That was a nine. Uh... I got a five. Okay. Um, <laughs> Good lord. Uh, so, uh, Shydov. That was a different die, too. Shydov is very focused on dancing appropriately and maintaining <laughs> the Calvin Klein disguise. Uh, so, very difficult because, you know, it's a different number of limbs than Shydov has normally. So, trying mm -hmm. to keep that all straight. Uh, it's really hard to do the Macarena with a different number of limbs. It really is. <laughs> um, and uh, Eowyn is, is just focusing so much on on looking back and forth that she's not really seeing anything. She's just trying to do her best to meet them halfway and do what she considers to be dance. Um, <laughs> but uh, Cassian, Cassian is, is, you know, old hat. He's dancing so effortlessly um, that... He's the Gene Kelly of Barnes. Absolutely. It. He doesn't even have to think about it. It's, it's, he could be asleep right now and it'd be the same thing. <laughs> um, but looking off in the distance, you can see, um, you know, it's, it's been about another 30 minutes or so since Eowyn awoke. Um, and you can see far off in the distance the massive marble towers of Blackbeak Academy. Patchy bits of them because it's really just where moonlight is reflecting off of them. Um, but you can see sort of bits and pieces of their stark white faces. So you know school that ho. you're close. <laughs> Who's the school ho? What exactly. did you call me? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's pretty act. No, it's fair. Um, oh, I'm a oh. for school. Another piece oh. of the puzzle. <laughs> it just means Eowyn will go to any school. <laughs> right. There's not many schools that have nothing to teach me. Uh, you said. You said. You said. 
and then I, I, I mean that's the school, said, I think, and I yeah. look forward at, and I see my old alma mater and I I just smile. I'm back home and then I stare at Hilda. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, hey, know, so this is where she wants to be too. Eowyn, does this school have uh, like a dock or anything? Park <laughs> <laughs> air dock, certainly not. <laughs> does, wait, does Blackbeak? Is I mean, it on the water. Um, it it uh, there are several streams that go through the grounds, but none large enough to field the boat you are currently in. Right, we do have a we do have a rowing team, uh, crew. <laughs> I wasn't on it. Um, <laughs> No, do tell. Not at all. Um, but, uh, uh, so to answer your question, no, but uh, we don't necessarily need to, um, to, I mean, I don't think there's any place that really has an air dock. We could just land in a field or something. I suppose we could. Yeah. You just need a clearing large enough for the boat. On the Quandutch court. On the Quandutch field. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> there's a game going on right now. <laughs> you, uh, you, would, you would wager you're about 15 to 20 minutes out still. Okay. Um, should we, should somebody go see if Yarvik and Olash are done? I'll go. You keep an eye out. <laughs> keep an eye on, uh, on YKW. Uh, That's you know sure. who. Sure. Oh, okay. An acronym for a euphemism. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway. I think it's called uh, an acronym. An acronym, yes. <laughs> Anyway, I make my way down to the lower quarters and look for Yafik and Olash, and uh, in slipping on the rain-soaked uh, deck, accidentally do perfectly the dance that y Cassian was doing. Yes. <laughs> do I see it? <laughs> oh, yeah, you see it. And I just go, Eowyn, you son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> do you then just, like, both high or grab each other's arms and flex? No. She's too far away from me. I'm too oh, far damn. away, and I was doing it on accident, and I didn't even notice. I was just trying to regain my balance. <laughs> uh, so, Eowyn, uh, you climb down the ladder into the crew quarters, um, and you look around, and all you see are the wounded that uh, that had been brought along. Uh, but you do see that far on the other side, the hatch to the, the hold is open. Ah, okay, I head over there. Just kind of nod at the wounded who are awake, and say... You feel better soon. <laughs> Thanks. Thank you. That's that's the hope. That's why we came. I press. I I do a minor illusion. Oh, is that a cantrip for me? Yes. Let's pretend it is. It is. Yes, it totally is. I do a minor illusion of a mylar balloon. <laughs> Thinking of you. <laughs> reaches oh. out to grab it, but it, his hand goes right through it. Oh, well, you weren't supposed to touch that. Okay, off to the hatch. <laughs> you go to the hatch, <laughs> climb down the other ladder, um, and your eyes quickly adjust to the, the darkness in this room. Um, as you mm -hmm. look around and... Uh, would they... I pop my head back up and ask the one who was awake, they went down here, right? What? Oh, yeah, the, the, the dwarf and... The, the half-orc lady? Yes. Yeah, they went down there, uh, I mean, I don't know, it was like, what, 20, 30 minutes ago? Interesting. Thank you. Enjoy that balloon. And I pop my head back down. 
uh, you pop your head back down and, and you look around. I mean, you've been down here before. This is where you found the crate with all the ever-burning potions. Uh, but you don't you don't see them anywhere. You don't even see evidence of them. And then as you're sort of looking around to see if they're like hiding behind something, are they playing some weird prank? This isn't funny. Sort of in in the center in a, in a clear space where there's about five feet of space, this little pink point of light appears and then it begins oh. to widen uh, into a larger circle. Countess Bell. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Please do it. Please do that. Oh my god. <laughs> Stuck in the liminal space. Between. That would be. I'm drowning. I'm really drowning. Funny. Oh my god. <laughs> but it, it this begins to open and until it's five feet in diameter, and then you see it form that sort of like cracked mirror-like surface that you've seen before. You know what this is. This is a portal. Absolutely. And a scant few seconds later, out Before steps. Before they do, I, oh, sure. I, sit in a, I sit in a chair with a lamp next to it that's clicked off. <laughs> of course, yes. <laughs> yes you, you find the large leather armchair that's down there. <laughs> and uh, and uh, out steps Olash first, and directly behind her, Yarfik. But he looked he look different. His... His beard is back. His eyebrows have regrown. They're, they're a much darker red, almost like a, a maroon. Um, and his right hand is like jet black. And he's not wearing his, his purple cape. This is weird. It's weird. Click, click. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, ah! you sna- you snap ah! your fingers and and light a little controlled flame on the tip of your pointer finger. Do you have any idea what time it is? <laughs> oh, Aeon. Oh. I tighten my robe a little bit. <laughs> my hair's uh, Um, look, I. I try to hide my yeah. black arm behind my back. Don't think I didn't see that, Yarfik. See what? Stop. It. Yeah, Yarfik, what what happened to you in there? It's not the only thing noticeably different about you. It's a long, 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 long story, and let's just say that um, I have found a way that we can maybe even the odds against someone upstairs. Oh, okay. Um, Given a portal that I recognize and the phrase he just said, can I make a roll to put two and two together? Absolutely. Roll insight. Ooh. Ooh. That was a 19 on the die. Uh, and my inside is a plus two, so 21. So 21. Uh, you have a sneaking suspicion that Yarfik made some sort of deal with Cackling Agatha. Uh-huh. Maybe I should have stolen a baby earlier, Yarfik. <laughs> <laughs> well, you notice I don't have a tattoo. Of course I notice you don't have a tattoo. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and show them whatever it was that Cackling Agatha gave me. Sure. Uh, you uh, lift up your right arm. You're still holding the scroll, um, and it's this scroll on, you know, very simple but weathered uh, uh, paper, and it's got this little red wax seal holding it closed. Uh, Cackling Agatha told me you guys would know what this is or what to do with it. I don't know. She she gave it to me t- to help us, uh, do I, I recognize think. Do I it or know what to do with it? Or do I? Um, I mean, you can see that it's a scroll. Uh, Perhaps we should read it. 
out of sight of uh, <laughs> that <laughs> Yes, I think I know exactly what to do with it. I eat it. You eat it. <laughs> I read it. Yes, we I create a four-course <laughs> meal out of it. So you you break the seal on the scroll, uh, and you unfurl it in front of you. Huh. Well, what is it? Quite a long list here. It's uh, hmm. My goodness, this is quite. This is going to be quite the read. Give me a second. A read for you. That's got to be really intense. Well, I suppose I can trust the two of you. This is a. Uh, this has two methods with which we can separate a demon from its host. Oh. Interesting. An arcane that is and a helpful. Very. It's simply exactly what we were looking for. Well, I know you guys method. have like some issue with cackling Agatha, but she's been nothing but cool to me. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I can sense upon. Olash, that she recently received a high five. (laughs) Yeah, she definitely has that glow about her. (laughs) Thank you for listening. You can follow us on all the things at IWVTCast. You can email us at improvisedweaponsvt at gmail.com and you can check out the other great podcasts from Puma Knife at teampumanife.com. A rating and a review would certainly be peachy keen. We'd also appreciate if you could drop us a line and let us know how you listen. What platform do you use? What are you usually doing while listening? What time and day do you tend to listen? That kind of stuff. You can support the show at patreon.com slash IWVTCast, or by picking up a shirt from dumpstattees.com and using the promo code IWPOD. And you can help us out for free by editing our wiki at IWVT.fandom.com. The Improvised Weapons metal theme and outro were written and recorded by Adam Rabin. Adam's latest album, Things Fall, is on Bandcamp, Spotify, and pretty much everywhere you might go looking for it. You can peruse the rest of his catalog at imadeitup.com. Many of our sound effects are from battlebards.com. To use them in your game, follow the link in the episode description to sign up for Battlebards Prime, or use the code IWVTCAST at checkout. You can find out more about the video game Idol Champions of the Forgotten Realms at codenameentertainment.com, and be on the lookout each week for a code for a free in-game gold chest. Tune in next time as the gang arrives at Blackbeak and attempts to keep some secrets from Shydov. We'll see you on the next episode of Improvised Weapons. This has been a Puma Knife production. <laughs>